Okay, so hi. Hello. It's Wednesday. Welcome to Talk Comics to me. I'm Chomp Chompenstein. I'm Hector Haddonfield. And, you know, we bought comics and read them this week. Yeah, we bought these comics. We're going to talk about them. We got a few of them today. Yeah, not as much as last week, so you don't have to worry about listening to us for like an hour and 15 minutes. We're sorry. We'll try not to do that again. We got out of control last week. That was our that was our bad. Yeah. Um, and I only was, like, I hadn't even been drinking, like, that whole beer yet. And just, like, had parts of it. I was completely sober when I came over. I was just like, let's talk for over an hour for no reason. I had taken a nap, though. I think that's what it was. You're just ready to go. Yeah. I took a nap, and I was like, all right, I'm awake. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, so let's let's do it. Okay, so... I have Reaver. This is issue number 11. It's part five of five of the Grim After. Um, I think this is the last issue. I didn't. I I think so. I did not see anything in previews that continues it. I saw that there was like a trade for this and that was it. Um, So yeah, as I said, this is the last part of the Grim After. This is the, um, not necessarily origin of Essenbrecher, but it is what he does after the events of the first story arc. Um, and he is pretty much, uh, his, his friend betrays him, like his oldest friend who uh, used to keep him safe and like battle and stuff. I don't really know how to explain it without giving away too much. They were best friends. He betrayed him, is using these kids to poison the well okay um and he's killing kids and stuff with this this drug that he's trying to put out on the streets so Essen Brecker finds out about it and is like you know what that's not gonna do that's not gonna work and his little skin eater whose name I always forget because it's not important because that hurt the fact that she's a skin eater is way cooler so um they discover that the clan that she is from is who he is trying to kill. It's like that's where he figured out how to do all this is uh-huh. like from her um, because she has like her clan has certain rituals and stuff. And that's yeah how they discovered how the drug was made. Um, so after all this is said and done, they get one last warning, which is her head in a box. It's not actually her head, but she says, you know, like the message is, you know, literally my life. Like I have to kill this person. And then that's like how it ends. So they they could continue on. Yeah. Um, but I really like how this ended. Like I thought that was really cool because I don't know. Essen the entire time is saying all I was made to do was kill. Like that's the only reason I was put here for. Like that's the only thing that I'm good at. And she the entire time is trying to tell him that like you are really good at it, but there are other reasons. Like, you're here to kill to save. Yeah. So he saved, like, all of these kids and stuff, and then it ends with them not knowing whether or not he has to kill her, too. So Hmm. it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, I was uh, very surprised at how much I ended up liking this. Yeah, no, I just remember, like, especially off of the first issue, it was very very undetermined so uh-huh. and this one there is a lot of like words and stuff in this one but it all it goes really quickly because it's explaining how they got to this point okay. and it's uh more of like a 
past telling. He's explaining, you know, like how they met, how they were friends and stuff. So it never felt like I was trudging through the words. It just kind of came with it. Yeah, it was super easy to get through. But I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Part of me hopes that there is a second addition to this. But also, I just don't. I would be fine if there wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Satisfying, like, ending at its core. I did uh, really hope for a little bit of an origin of my favorite character who ended up dying in the first story arc, but what can you do? He's dead, so. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody, nobody, and he was, like, the good, honorable man anyway, so no, and he, like, gave his life to save them. So, like, he got a full circle story arc, (laughs) but... I just really liked him. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, okay, so I have Ice Cream Man. This is Quarantine Comics, uh, the Quarantine Comics special. So these are just little, like, I don't know, few-page comics that they put out during the beginning of COVID. And I think it was, like, on Patreon or something like that. But then they collected them into this nice little, nice little collection, which... I super duper loved. It made me kind of miss, like, I wish I hadn't jumped off Ice Cream Man. You know, I did kind of prematurely, I feel like, just because they killed a dog. But I had read so many books <laughs> with dog killing that I just was like, this is the last straw. I got to get rid of this book. I get it. It makes sense. There were a few other things that, like, I kind of wasn't chill with, but, like, not not chill with. <laughs> you just but didn't just, really care for Yeah, them. I didn't really, like, like the, uh, the, the addition to the story. Mm-hmm. So I, like... Yeah, I kind of dropped off of it, but then, like, I read this, and I was like, fuck, this shit's good. Like, I love, I just love, like, the little, little bit of creepiness, the kind of, like, quirkiness of the stories, and then in the back half, they have, like, guest stars do, like, a few. Can I see it? Yeah, Because I I didn't even flip through it yet. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, no, it was a a lot of fun and pretty quick read, and like I said, I just, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and it was, I don't know, I'm fucking ready for the spooky season like since it got so cold and like gray outside like I just want like I'm like all right we're gonna live in October for the rest of like from now until like I don't know January because who cares time means nothing here that's yeah that's true (laughs) especially when the world is dying it's whatever month I fucking want it to be at this point (laughs) dang this looks really cool. Yeah, no, it is It is really, really awesome. I have a few stories that I really, really enjoyed in there, but, like, as a whole, like, I like them all. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to grab that tomorrow when I when I swing in. <clears throat> so that, that's all I have to say about that, but I, I highly suggest picking it up. You don't have to read Ice Cream Man. You just have to know that, you know, it's, like, a little spooky, scary anthology sort of deal. Well, isn't Ice Cream Man kind of an anthology anyway with, like, mm-hmm. an overlying mm-hmm. theme where, like, each issue is a different story, but okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's yeah, still for, really cool. For I the like most that. part. And that's like one of the reasons I dropped that book is because they did try to put in a more like overarching story thing. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I just want the, I just want the like single issue, like anthology right. thing. And even though like they were all somewhat connected through like Ice Cream Man and stuff, I don't know. It's just, I did like taking that out of my head and just like, all right, I'm just reading this book. It's like, you know, Ice Cream Man's basically Rod Sterling in my my brain, but like a fucked up Rod Sterling. Speaking of that, I just have like a little side commentary here. So um, Brayden and I got like a super fancy like 4K TV like a couple months ago Mm -hmm. and we watched the Twilight Zone on it for the first time. 
I can't even explain to you how scared I was watching it because like the picture was so clear. But then when he showed up on the screen, I was like, <gasps> like I could see his eyebrows perfectly. Like I've never huh. watched it with that crisp. Yeah. Sc- like you could yeah. tell where it was filmed. Like it was just, it was beautiful. Like hmm. you have to come over and watch it sometime because I was like trying to go to bed, but I couldn't because I was like, this looks so good. Yeah, no, that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that was it. That's just what I wanted to say. I say Brayden and I bought it. It wasn't me. I didn't buy it at all. It was just Brayden. I just benefit from it. <laughs> You're married. You you get it. What's mine is yours, dude. <laughs> What's yours is mine. I'll okay. burn it down in the fire when you die. You didn't need to say my plan out loud, but whatever. <laughs> okay, I have uh, the last issue of Vlad Dracul. This is issue number three. Um, I actually didn't get around to reading this one yet because I just had a lot of other things that I was doing today. But I assume that since this, this is the last issue, it sums up the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know based off of how the second issue went that this has a confrontation between um vlad and his brother radu i'm just not sure exactly like what happens but um yeah i I mean i guarantee that i'm gonna like it i was flipping through it the art is still really incredible it's really violent there's tons of tons of death there's a whole flock of bats does he you think he turns into a vampire in the end oh i hope so that would be so cool i mean i don't i don't think he does but um do you think he turns into Gary Oldman in the end? Oh, yep, he does. Right there. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I know this is like some sort of conclusion, but I'm just not sure which way it's going to go. Um, but yeah, this was a, a very, very nice book. Um, all my books today are spooky, so this is our theme for the day: is spooky, spooky. books. Yeah, I'm just gonna. You know, did you know that? I'm sorry, everybody. Did you know that Shudder doesn't have an app for PS4? I guess I never really, like, questioned it because I get it through Amazon. Like, my Amazon Prime is, like, how I watch it. So I never thought about But no, that's messed up. And I'm going to write several letters, and we're going to get this fixed because... I need it on the PS4. <laughs> I, I also need it on the PS4. Like, cause it's I, wild. I didn't know. I had no like, idea. Since Chris got it, I'm just like, all right, here I go. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, the only reason we use the Amazon is because we don't even pay for it. <laughs> we use the Amazon. Yeah. I mean, if I had to pay for it, we wouldn't use it at all. We would just get individually like what we needed. But since yeah. we don't pay for it, well, it's just like, yeah, let's get every app that we need through it because... Dad's a sucker. <laughs> it's paying for us to watch everything for free. Uh, so, yeah, you know, write to shutter.com. Tell them to get me an app so I yeah. can watch scary movies. That's a big deal, too, because I feel like I remember I tried downloading it, like, onto my phone one time, and it didn't work either. I don't remember. It was something weird, but I hate it, so we're going to change it. <laughs> so next we have uh, Vampire the Masquerade. This is issue number two, Winter's Teeth. I completely had forgotten what happened in the first issue. I, I was like, did who too. are these people? What am I reading? And then I was like, oh, yeah, we followed, what, Cicely? Yeah. In the first issue and, like, met her sister and stuff. And then I she met this vampire girl. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so I put it all together. I also had that problem because the only part that I can remember was the characters, the other, the other characters, these ones, mm-hmm. like the other part the of other the story. Vampires. Yeah, vampires. Um, but yeah, no, this is uh, Cecily Bain taking on a fledgling vampire. Um, she's trying to teach her like how to become or how to hunt, how to be a vampire, and all that stuff, kind of tricking her at the same time to do i mean like tricking her not really tricking yeah i suppose tricking her in the sense that she's like i'm gonna have to make you learn how to do these things right and she does it in a very uh, i don't know tricking way like i don't know how else she's just not prepared for it i suppose yeah i guess she just like tells half truths right because I just, I don't know if it's necessarily tricking, tricking her, but it's one of those things, like, you know, it's just kind of teaching her the balance of life, like, no matter what, especially in that sort of sense. That's, yeah, I think that's a better way of putting it, because it's, yeah, it's not necessarily tricking. I just don't know the right word. Um, but I do got to say my favorite part of this, <laughs> as with uh, your favorite part in the first one was, you know, the character sheets. Yeah. This has a completely blank character sheet where you can create your own vampire. Hi, Patrick. Oh, Patrick, I've been waiting for you this whole time. I forgot to say goodbye when you left the shop today, and I've been feeling bad about it ever since then. That's all. Goodbye, Patrick. Goodbye. Um, but yeah, no, this I really enjoyed this book because of the, the, the weird stuff that they put in there where you can, like, play along. Yeah. I think that's really cool. We should do these. We should do mm, our own. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll say yes. Just this one time. Not, like, in a serious way. Just, like... No, I, if we're gonna do this, it's gonna be serious and we're not doing it. My vampire's name is gonna be Kazoo. Have you done that before? I used that name for everything. (laughs) This sounds like a familiar character name and then I was like... It was my character in Riffs. (laughs) Kazoo, because I wanted to call him Kaz for short and he sold his soul to have a a demon wolf as his friend. So you know what? If we do this, I'm gonna name mine Glitter Boy. That sounds, yeah. Because that's, you know, what I was going to do for riffs as well. Yeah. I was going to be a glitter boy, and then my name was also going to be glitter boy, because why why not? Why the why not? (laughs) I can be glitter boy, the glitter boy. What was Chris's? Oh, I don't know. Probably some sort of robot with some sort of hacker name. It was. It was like, (laughs) it was like a weird techno wizard or something like that. Yeah, that sounds like something Chris would be. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, that was Vampire the Masquerade, in case you didn't catch any of that. Oh, this is going to happen for an hour today. Okay. Uh, sorry, we've, we've been having long days at work. Um, so this is Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. This uh, is Willow. Willow. This is issue number three. I was saying the whole title. <laughs> it's uh, issue number three of the Willow series. Um, She's realizing shit in this town isn't the way it should be after having a really good day. A really gay day. Yeah, a very gay day. Um... Yeah, she's, uh, she knows that something is wrong, but she can't figure out what it is because there's, like, weird, happy, gay blinders on her. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's but, the perfect way to describe it. I mean, yeah, because she's, like, she's so entranced by everything that's going on in this town because she's used to being, you know, where the hell mouth is, where nothing ever goes right. And all of a sudden she's in this town where there's all these, these Everything, witches yeah. who are, you know, 
just like her and who who appreciate her and who are friendly to her and who want to help her in any way that they can and so she knows that something is off about it but she can't quite figure out what it is yeah because she wants to believe that this is a real Real, thing yeah for sure um i don't know i i do enjoy this story because i do enjoy willow but i i feel like it's stilted in a way like I just don't I don't know I'm I'm gonna keep reading it because I do enjoy it enough but yeah. I just feel like I mean it's only five issues right so. just like the town there is something off about it for me and hmm. I just I'm not sure what it is um it could be I don't know the way that the characters interact and stuff or maybe it's just like how fast everything is happening i know that it is only you know five issues mm-hmm. like you said and so they kind of have to get in and wrap it up really fast yeah. but i don't know there's just something odd about it to me yeah i don't i don't know if i feel that way and see that's like i just don't know what it is yeah because i do enjoy it and i i do get excited like i think the art's incredible um i do like the characters but there's just, yeah, something about the story that I'm just not, I'm not 100% on. That's fine. Yeah. It's totally chill. But again, it's not, like not enough where I'm just going to, oh, I hate this story. Yeah. Because that's not, that's not it at all. I do actually really enjoy this story. Maybe it's just like once it wraps up within the next like couple issues, it'll all come together for you to like the pe- whatever piece is missing, like that's, it'll yeah. fit in. And maybe it's just because I've been... I've used to reading Buffy and I've been reading Buffy for so long that like Oh yeah, and the character like the cadence is definitely different yeah. for sure. But yeah, um it's just it's sweet. I really I do like Willow having her own series. I enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah, no, it is kind of nice. That's also nice to like kind of be away from like Buffy too for a, a little bit. Mhm. <laughs> I would have taken a bus away from there too. Not necessarily to get away from Buffy, but to get just get away from everything. Yeah. I get it. It makes sense. Buffy is a part of that, though. Oh, for sure. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Um, I have the plot. This is issue number six. This one actually came out, was it last week or the week yeah, before that? Week, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember. I just remember the books were like folded in half. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll take this home to read it. And I couldn't even hold it open. Yeah. Um, but this just kind of continues the story of how. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining. Yeah, I was just like trying to hold it and it was like folded. So I was like, how am I going to do this? Um, but yeah, so I read this uh, today, actually. I think I read this today. I shook my head up and down. Like, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when you did it. Um, so this continues the story of how this house is haunted. It kind of gets more into the history of the family who has lived there previously and it kind of made me think that it wasn't just the house it was a combination of the house and the people um so as i've mentioned many times before with this story there's a saying throughout the family that is in order to receive first you must give this goes into the first giving i guess um (laughs) it's i mean it's exactly what you think it is kind (laughs) of Um, I still, this is a super spooky book and I really love this because uh, there's a lot of spooky stuff that happens in here. But the one thing that I do really enjoy is when it goes into, like the, the kids are disappearing in the house and they're going off on their own little weird dimensional adventures. Okay. But whenever they're somewhere ne- new, the color scheme changes, which I just thought was yeah, super cool. cool. So the, the boy ends up finding... Um, I don't think it's the mom. I think it's like a 
relative um and he goes with her and stuff and some weird stuff is happening to the uncle um i i can't even like fully explain because it's one of those where they give you like half plots okay because it's going to come together in like the next issue so you're getting like three different parts of three different stories but it's super gross Um. and spooky i i really do love this story i think it's fantastic the art is just so good i know i and I, I love how... I wish I had started reading that book. Um, it's it's crazy because, like, the, the first couple issues, like, I enjoyed it a lot, especially because of the fact that it's not a typical, like, haunted house story. But I didn't know how much I enjoyed it until, mm-hmm. I guess, just recently when it's all coming together. Because I, I feel like the story is winding down and you're going to get a conclusion pretty soon. But that's the first giving. All right. It's uh, I'll let you borrow them if you want to. I can dig them out and you can read yeah. them because they're perfect for this time of year. They're nice and spooky. Um, and they got some pretty solid characters, which I did not think about at all because the, the uncle, when he's introduced, he just has not done anything with his life. He's a big loser and stuff, but he's actually stepping up and like saving these kids because he's like, it's all my brother has left in this world. Yeah. Like, I got to do something. And I like him a whole lot. And I actually really enjoy the kids, and that never happens, especially in, like, scary stories. Yeah. The kids are very reasonable. <laughs> they, don't, they don't question the adults when, you know, especially the uncle when he says, like, hey, do this. Please be careful. Do as I say. They're mm-hmm. just like, okay, Uncle Chase, we'll listen to you. And they do. Never happens. I love it. Yeah. I love a well-behaved child. <laughs> Uh, if you want to go again, or do you want me to go and you can go? I can go again. No yeah, it's up to you. Because um, I'm not going to give away too much because this is a really cool issue. Okay. And I know that you're going to be reading this eventually. Um, this is Wellington. This is the last issue. Uh, issue number five. This gets the main character's final battle with the bark ice done. Um, and, you know, it concludes the bad guys and all the evil that had been happening and stuff. But there's just, there's a lot of really cool shape-shifting details in here. Um, and oh, I, looks sick as yeah, fuck. yeah, this story, I did not think that I was going to like this, um, which I say that about a lot of these stories, but this one in particular, because it's from the creator of lore and I didn't really care for lore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mainly got these because I wanted DJ to read them because lore is, my roommate DJs, it's one of his favorite podcasts. Okay. Um, I read it because of that one page of the woman with like the deer hooves. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Um, the story is great. It's got all, all the right. kinds of evil that I wanted. All right. Um, That's not what you were saying earlier. So this is like a, yeah. a full 180 from yeah. like this morning. Um, this, yeah. <laughs> After I like read it and like flipped through it, I was like, all right, dude. Okay. This is like. I think it's mostly just the ending, the way that it ends, mm-hmm. where there's like there is a conclusion, but it's not very satisfying. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, for for the person, yeah. Like for me, it was very satisfying. Yeah, no, I, but, I understand how you yeah. you like the the torture at the end yeah. of the story. Those are my favorite kind of things. But yeah, no, the art in particular in this, I think, is what kept me going. Um, but this is also another one of those things where it's like they could continue with like a, a second part if mm. they wanted to. I don't think they should because I think that the ending for this was fine. That's it. All right. Yes. All right. 
I'm just, I got really excited when I, because I had read it and then I flipped through it again earlier and I was like, okay, no, this is actually really good. And I got excited thinking about you reading it and then I, you know, it's spooky season. Well, that means I'm going to have to catch up. Mm -hmm. Thank God it's only five issues. Yeah, right. I've had the four, the three issues sitting in my apartment since COVID, so, you know. We were busy with trades then. Yeah, that is true. That was, that was my mindset, like Mm -hmm. trades only, these Mm -hmm. floppies can wait. And also, I was like, comics will come back, and I'll, it'll be fine. And yeah, no, I thought the same thing, because I was like, oh, they'll come in, like, they'll trickle in. And then all of a sudden, Marvel was just like, here, take everything that we've ever had. And then, no. Okay, so, me, I have Something is Killing the Children. This is issue number 10. I say this every time. I fucking love the shit out of this book. I was talking to Chris yesterday. Is it spooky? It is it is spooky, but it's also graphic as hell. Ooh. Shit is just popping off. Uh, I just love it because, honestly, I love how just, like, nonchalantly and graphically they kill children in this book. Mm, they, just, I... they just rip kids <clears throat> apart, and it's like, well, it's in the title of the book, so why else would you be reading this? Like, I was telling Chris, I was like, yeah, they just kill kids, and he was like, it is called something is killing the children. I was like, yeah, but like even with like horror films and like things in general, they have that like tendency not to like shy away from this. This does not. This is incredibly graphic. This is and it's just like the way they do it is really great. But yeah, everything is coming to a head. Uh, basically, Erica is taking James and just trying to like get out because all of these monsters have relayed on this point where they're because they were doing all of the uh recognitions of the kids bodies by their parents like at the school okay so all these families and kids are at the school all of these monsters that eat children are outside and just killed a bunch of kids and they are hungry for children. Ooh, so, I love a good child slaughter. <laughs> so it's like, Erica's like, get everybody the fuck inside. And like, they're just trying to kill all these guys. It's it's awesome. I just, I love how this story built itself up to like what is happening right now. I'm just absolutely, every time, completely satisfied. It's just so good. So I forgot to ask, do you know what is killing like do you know what the monster oh yeah is? yeah you you see the monsters okay and how- i mean as a kid you see the monsters as an adult you do not okay see that yeah that's what i would have been wondering so like so like at this like they're in this parking lot oh yeah <laughs> yeah so they're Ooh. in this parking lot and this kid is like sees the monster but like as they see this monster pick her up and like rip her apart it's just like you know it's the adults see nothing and they're just like what the hell so but like the kids can see exactly. yeah okay yeah okay. so it's i, I love know. that that's really yeah cool. it's a really cool aspect of it it's just uh now do the monster hunters all wear that mask for the most part yeah okay their little clan or whatever okay so i do love a good child slaughter man that's like that was uh, for me when I watched that movie, The Houses That Jack Built. Mm-hmm. The difference between the not rated one and then the rated R version, because in the rated R one, you don't get to see the kids get killed, and the not rated one, you get to see those kids get shot in the head. And I was like, mm, that one's way better. Yeah, it's not like that. I enjoy watching children be killed. It's just that I I, I did I like, like the, when they included. Yeah, it was nice to be like, okay, like you're just gonna do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was. It's just. It's a really good story. It's yeah. like, it's really, it sets a really great tone. Like, I don't know, the monsters are a little like, the way they look isn't my d- deal very much, but I still like, 
enjoy that aspect of them. Like, I do enjoy right. that they gave you exactly what's killing the children in, like, the very first issue. Because at first I was like, I don't know if this is what it's going to be. And that is exactly what it's going to be. But it just built itself up to, like, let you know that, like, oh, they're nesting. Oh, they've been, like, building up so many of them, like... And now that, like, and, oh, there's this, like, group of monster hunters that exist who kill people once they find out about them. And, like, at this point, the whole entire town basically knows about them and knows about the monsters. So there's, like, an added layer of, like, plot there. Right. And see, when I had seen it either, I was like, oh, that's not scary. But I I also, in this sort of situation, tried to remember that, like, I've been desensitized to things that are scary, like monsters and stuff from movies Mm -hmm. but imagine as a kid like seeing that for the first time like in real life yeah like and that is terrifying yeah it would scare the shit out of me yeah so i i like to and i feel like if any and i was thinking like about like any kid who would like accidentally pick up this book and flip through it and just be like what the hell yeah yeah that would be not fun and maybe even um as a weird thing like as as adults now like when we see it maybe that's not the real monster Maybe that's just what our adult brains see. Maybe what we're seeing on the page is different than what kids are seeing. That's 100% possible. I, I, try to, I try to keep my kid brain, think about that kind of stuff. It's hard. Well, I mean, we all interpret things differently mm-hmm. anyway, so. That's Any, true. Anyway. Okay. That's some psychology shit right there. Let's get into it another time uh, when we have another hour to spare. So here's another spooky book. It's seriously all spooky books this week. I know. And then we're getting into X-Men, so it's Which like... is... Uh, can be spooky. <laughs> um, but this is The Red Mother. This is issue number eight. Um, this... Kind I, I mean, I like this issue a lot. Oh, no, I did too. I, I loved it a whole lot. I loved... Um, I know this is like a very almost minor detail, but I loved the montage of her getting on with her life but i love the way that it's drawn where you can see like how in the beginning of the series she just does not seem happy yeah you can see it in her face and her eyes but in this you can see that she looks lighter yeah and that's a really great way to describe that um and then you see the heaviness like come back like when stuff starts happening again and i just i really love his art so much i love it yeah i I don't know what there's something particularly like interesting about this like story as well like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just like the way it started and like now it's not like you know it kind of started off where it kind of the same with like something is killing the children where you're just like all right this huge murder just happened here's like the spooky man here's what this is about but it's not been about that really at all no it's it's you know her trying to deal with she does see things because of her eye but it's her like moving past it in a way, but it's still trying to like catch up with her. And it, it most definitely has at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And this is where it does really, really catch up to her. And I gotta say, like, I was, I am very, uh, I'm very sad. Like, if that ends. Yeah, no, like I, al- I also was just like, come on. Like, this dude's <laughs> got like a perfect jawline. He's got that red hair. Like, well, he is also, sweet. I think the problem is, you know, like, we've, we've grown to like, Daisy, right? Yeah, we've grown absolutely. to like enjoy this character. We've gone grown to like empathize and want her to like succeed and do these things, even though we know what she's doing and like the position she is in isn't the safest. And she just can't get a break. Yeah, and, and then then she finds this person who's like bringing her that like little bit of joy that she can like truly have. And then you know we don't know. Mm-hmm. And then stuff happens. Yeah. And- 
so it such is, is life. Yeah, so it is a bummer, but it is. What but yeah, it. no, this this series I feel like is uh, it's very almost it's a slow burn. Oh, for sure, absolutely a slow burn. But I am never bummed out to see it or like bummed out by the end of the issue because like not enough happened. Yeah, like that's I a true yeah true. Yeah, I get that it's one of those stories where it's like it gradually builds over time because in every issue there is something unsettling that happens in it that you you know mm. is going to lead up to something bigger and i just i for how many other jeremy Hahn stories that i've read that just weren't as satisfying as i wanted them to be i love this one i was very almost surprised by it i just i really enjoyed the first issue yeah. when and that was when I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it a go because Danny Lucart just cannot do wrong in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna again read it regardless, but I, very satisfied with this one. I do love it, and Boom has been putting out a lot of really good books this yeah, year. Yeah, super good. I don't disagree. Like consistent titles. Where yeah, I'm like, oh, I wanna, I wanna check this out. Yeah, I just, I have, I don't think I've been disappointed by one Boom title this year no. at least this year i would say anything i've picked out like no it's like trying to think i know i can't think of anything but then now. i'm like how many comics yeah then we're just like okay let's look let's at this wall let's see what we got but no <laughs> boom, is, <laughs> boom has been great this year um so many good titles just and that's just one of them yeah. so maybe I'll, we'll put together a list Listen. of our favorite boomies that is true that's true we still have to put a list of fantasy books together yes we will do that too uh, Siri, can you make a reminder? For, oh, I have Siri turned off. Uh, okay. Do you want to do? What do you want to do first? Um, do X Factor. Because uh, I we could do it in the the order it goes: Marauders, X Factor, X Force. Let's do it. I believe that is the the order. I, okay. I read the bin because it was. I don't know why it mattered. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't. <laughs> so this is Marauders. This is issue number twelve. This uh, this is on our path to X of Swords, and uh, this was Kitty just coming back to Krakoa with that hair. I just got to say that hair is something else. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting when Kate came back, but it wasn't that hair. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is something else. I did really like the little like bit where Nightcrawler gave her back her her necklace. Star of David. I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite parts of this particular issue. I, I like I still enjoy this and I did like the serious bits of it. I I couldn't get into the last end little bit. Like No, the last three pages can just throw itself in the trash. Yeah, it's like I that's like the part of the like this book is good when it's like digging into its like serious tones, but I feel like it falters when it's like trying to be a little bit goofy. Mm-hmm. So basically, to sum it up without giving anything away, uh, Kate is back, and she discovers what had happened to her. Yeah. And is formulating a plan with Emma to exact her revenge. Which seemingly was a long con anyway. Yeah, that's... Who knows? Who knows? We'll figure it out. Yeah, hopefully. Um... Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page with it. Like, I I enjoy it, and I do, I enjoy the characters a lot, but sometimes I just feel like 
some of the stuff just isn't necessary and I don't know why it's there. Yeah, I just feel, yeah, it doesn't fit the tone or mm-hmm. the beat like that's going on. And like that's how I felt like with the very end of it cuz it's just like all of it was very like you know, this is the stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. These are like the important things and then it was like and also, let's just throw this let's in. Let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but I don't we don't need to. The fact that it's a tattoo is like the strangest thing to me. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It I was. would never do that. Like, what's she going to do? Okay. I don't even want to get into it She's right just going to go up to everybody all the time. Like, Yo, did you hear my message? Show me to the docks. My, my plan. Uh, yeah, it's super silly. Um, but I will not fault Kate for this. She just came back from the dead. Truth. She's probably not in her right mind right now. She's probably in one of her other minds right now. <laughs> Because we don't know which one she ended up in. Uh, I mean... I know it's the same regardless, but I'm just thinking of how many times they, like, tried to bring her back and... Uh, Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I did not read that. I I, I know you did. No, I'm I'm just (laughs) reminding myself that... Because I was, like, going to try to talk with you, but I'm like, I did not read that one. So This is X-Factor number three. Uh, X-Factor is in the Mojoverse... Oh, God, that's why I didn't read it. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out who the mutant was that got killed on Mojoverse, and they find out. That's that's all I'm going to say, since okay. there's, a, there's mystery and stuff going on here. Is and, it still very wordy? Uh, I mean, there are a lot of words, but this did, like, go a little bit quicker than the first couple issues that I read, or at least the first issue. But... I mean, it's not ever wordy in, like, a bad way. It's just right. wordy in a way where I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. And this was just like, okay, I am I was expecting this. I know, like, what to take out of it, too. And I don't know. I think for me, like, the unfamiliarity with the characters is, like, hard. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know who you guys are or anything about you. And usually, like, that doesn't dissatisfy me from a story. And, like, it isn't dissatisfying in the same way where but at the same time i'm just like i don't know if this is how you should sound or right. this is who you are i i enjoy the story just because you know i do love a good detective story and i do like the way like i do like all of the like the way the characters interact i love i boy mm-hmm. i love just like i do kind of like them be on the mojo verse they're not really like talking with mojo right now so that helps mm-hmm. but yeah, I talk a lot of shit about the Mojoverse, but I I do have to agree when Rogue and Gambit were in the Mojoverse, I didn't mind it because Mojo wasn't actually there. Yeah, it's like the ideas of it are like in there, but I don't know. I will I'll keep going. I'll keep reading. We'll we'll see. I mean, you have to at this point. It's an it's an expo. <laughs> yeah. We have so many of them. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens during Ex of Swords if I don't, like, burn every single book I own afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I want to see from this Ex of Swords, since Nightcrawler always has a sword, I want him to have three swords. Uh, I want his tail to swing it. I just love that there's an Ex of Swords ad, I think, in X-Force. Like an open up ad, like an open up ad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I, got, I got really excited about swords. Yeah. 
Um, I'm very pleased. Um, I love a mutant with a sword. Yeah, I opened it up and I was like, oh, cool. Look at all these dudes. Look at all the swords. Oh, Pog, you're Pog. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they come out with X-Men Pogs. More X-Men Pogs after this. I can't even talk about Pogs. Okay, so let's talk about X-Force. Okay, we'll do that. Um, so this is X-Force. Uh, this is another one that's on the path to X of Swords. This is issue number 12. And I just, I need to ask a serious question here. Um, how does it feel, Beast fans, to be a Beast fan? I feel like it probably feels like shit because Beast's a goddamn douchebag. Right. I can't, I can't imagine like being a, like a long-term Beast fan and then have like this stuff happen like that to me that would just like break my heart like if nightcrawler was doing this shit instead i would be like kurt what are you doing dude you're a god believer like you can't be doing this i do i do like it though i like there's something really really readable about that like who he is in this particular book yeah. and there's something because it's just like you're you're shady like you're a bad person, and yeah. you like you're trying to say you're doing like what you're doing is for the greater good, but really, you're not. I do, I do like that aspect of it as well because I feel like he thinks he is oh for doing sure good, oh, and he doesn't sure. understand why everyone else thinks that he's because like because he's not. fucking still like you know he's super smart. So then it's yeah. just like, well, why would anyone think I'm wrong? Right. And so he's just going to, like, you know, we've seen that within this X-Force anyway, that he's just like, well, I'm going to do it regardless of what anyone's going to say. Because he knows best. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell anyone because I know best. Yeah, it's, it is, he's definitely the villain. Mm -hmm. Which is such a twist. I was not expecting that at all. Um, But... Yeah, no, this, uh, there's a lot going on in here, but Beast is pretty much a dick. <laughs> long story short. Yeah, long story short. Um, and if you're reading X-Men, not giving you anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I really don't want to spoil anything because there's like two different stories going on here. Um, if you had read the last issue, um, what is it, Mikhail? Yeah. Mikhail Rasputin mm-hmm. now has... Is that giving anything? Is that spoiling it? Because I feel like if you read, no, he took know. the. I was like, he took the cerebral yeah, sword. Yeah, he took cerebral sword and he uh, kid Omega as well. And he is not a good man. <laughs> um, but yeah. So with the cere- cere- cerebral sword. Yes, thank you. I have a hard time saying that. Any any variation of that word, I just have a very difficult time saying it. Um, but basically, yeah, he has that, and with that, all the information that they need to do bad things. Yep. So, this is leading up. When does that start, actually? Uh, next, next week? Next week? 23rd. Okay, so we got... Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yes. And then it's, like, three X-Books every single week. Mm-hmm. So... So, yeah, next week is the giant size X-Men storm, which I'm very I'm excited stoked. about. Yeah. Uh, X-Men and Excalibur, which the Excalibur variant, is that the Alex Ross Nightcrawler one? I cannot remember. Cannot remember. One of these issues of Excalibur has a really incredible Alex Ross variant. (laughs) I just wanted to say that. Um, 
But I feel like all of the Marvel books, like for the next few weeks, have, yeah, they like, really all have good. really great Alex Ross covers. I mean, all of the X Men books have real solid like oh, X Men yeah. Alex Ross covers. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting most of them that I special ordered. I mean, I guess I'm not getting them for anything I did not special order. So yeah, I I did I got the the Nightcrawler one for sure, obviously, because I was like, you're gonna put that up on previews and expect me not to order it. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's it. Um, I had something to say, but now I can. Oh, um, if anyone is reading the Joker Wars right now, tell me what you think, because I've been hearing a lot of different things from people. I haven't read any of it because I don't care, but I do. I do want to know what other people's thinking is, because Wendy said that Jason was reading it. Jason doesn't care about, you know, like Joker or anything like that, but he actually has been enjoying it. So. I was just curious about what everyone else thinks. That's all. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for visiting us. Uh, I'm gonna put my GoFundMe in the comment section. Yeah, Champ is going back to school. Help Champ go back to school. Get the life Champ deserves. And you know, also so we can continue bringing you stuff every single week because I gotta pay for them, SoundCloud, so and Spotify, and all the shit I gotta pay for to mm-hmm. bring us to you. Mm-hmm. So anyway. We love you. Thank you for everything. We'll see you on the flippity flip. Yes, Patrick, I'm going to send you a message here in a little bit. I'm going to chat with you about it. Okay. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.